You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey. But we want to reach this out to a wider audience. And doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome, everyone, to the PJ's Cast. I'm your host, Pierce, alongside of my good pal, Schmitty. Um, so, yeah, uh, here we are. Um, <laughs> we did our Every year, another elimination game the Leafs don't win. <laughs> I wanted to, I just wanted to get the, 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 what, what we've been saying for so long, just ripping the bandaid off. So, we did the live stream on, I think it was, what, Tuesday? Mm-hmm. And uh, first things first, the Blackhawks did not win. Uh, draft lottery spot so it sucks I did like a mock draft on my thing and I'm like Matthew Savoy I think I had Matthew Savoy at number six I'm like that's gonna fucking hurt if that's the case but you know what it is what is it it is what it is it's done and at least we got no we got the the two first round picks in 2023 and 2024 and yeah and it's been a tough tough week for the conditional first round picks because uh Minnesota last lost last night. So, but uh, yeah. Well, how can we make this about the Leafs? Let's talk about the the Leafs. And I said this. I said this in our uh, our playoff preview that I think Tampa or Toronto is just as good as Tampa. I think Campbell can like be good enough to a point where he can hang in there with Vasilevsky. Their I think their defense is good enough to hang in there. Like their offense can go blow for both blow for blow with Tampa Bay and like they're they've been right there but they just haven't they they don't have that killer instinct they've they won the first game then they lost the second game they won the third game then they lost the fourth game then they won the fifth game and then they lost the sixth game but if they were going to win if they were going to get past the first round they had it felt like destiny like they had to go to a game 7 and even like watching some of the highlight, like some of the stuff that went on Twitter, I felt like they kind of got screwed over with a lot of the refing. Like I don't know if you saw like that that clip of I think it was Alex Kalorn like tugging mm-hmm. Austin Matthews jersey for like five seconds. It's just uh, it's it sucks, but you know what? That's that's playoff hockey, as they say. And uh, yeah, we're another game seven for the Leafs. <laughs> yeah, they um, how do I put this best? Uh, this series should be over, plain and simple. They yep. stepped on Tampa's throat in game five. <clears throat> and then 
had the nerve to come back in game six in that five-minute span in the second. And then I feel like everyone and their mother knew that lead was not going to last going into the third period, which is crazy because, like, I feel like it, this is just a thing for the playoffs in general. There's been so many blown leads the last couple games. Like, Pittsburgh blew a three-goal lead. Fucking Washington blew a three-goal lead. Like, Man, yeah. There's been a uh, Edmonton blew a two goal lead last night before they won. Like they yeah. just, it's been very hard to hang on to a lead this Stanley Cup playoff. And I, I'm very intrigued to see what Leafs team we're gonna get tomorrow night. Because are we gonna get the team that came out game one, game three, and game five that looked like they could go toe to toe with Tampa? Or are we gonna get the team that we saw in games two, four, and six where they kind of were skating for they weren't really skating with the purpose for two thirds of that game, most of them. Game five, game four, they got skated out the building before they could even get started. Like, I, I, I'm very interested to see what team we're gonna get. How, how are the big boys gonna show up? Because they have shown up the last two games. Usually, that's the complaining point. But Matthews, Tavares, Marner, Nylander, like they're making all the, they're they're scoring when it counts right now. And Campbell's been more than good enough to win this series. I feel like with the chances that are getting thrown at him, and. I mean, it's the same. It, it, like you said, they're so well stacked. It's crazy that they don't look at themselves and like, you know how people game plan for us where it's just don't take penalties and you'll be fine. Maybe do that with Tampa because Tampa's power play, if you give them 30 chances in a series, probably going to score more on a good amount of them, including a minute and 45 second five on three when they're down one in the third period. It, it's just not good enough, man. Like, it's just not good enough. And like, it's all between the ears, like we always say. Because that's not it's it's definitely not a skill thing. Because they're, no. they're arguably, like you said, they're arguably on the same level. It's crazy. I think they they are on the they are on the same level as them. Like we we like we've seen it. There's times where they're legitimately outplaying them. Like it was game five, the the, the game we were watching live. Like they were down two nothing, and they really looked out of it. But then they really just their superstars showed up, and that's like the bit that was the criticism of the last year. Like they just showed up. It's just again, it's all. All between the ears, they they I, I don't know what else to say for the Leafs going into Game Seven. They, 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 they like we how many times is this now that they've gone into a like a, a, a winner take all game like 2013, 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22. Like, how many is that? 2017, 18 also. Yeah, they had a lead in 17, 18 in Game Seven. Like it, it it's the same story it's been for the last five years, Pierce. It's are the Leafs going to show up when it matters most? Because I feel like I've had the same reaction as you this entire series. Like, yeah, they came out guns a blazing in game one and won five nothing. Yeah, they had a monumental comeback in game five to win. Yeah, they came out swinging in Tampa in game three. But every time they've had a second chance to step on Tampa's throat and take that extra step of advantage, Tampa has come right back. And it's it's a sign of adversity. It's a sign of how they're talking, like how they're. Um, locker room morale is in every room and how these players look at each other. Who's going to step up? That's just my biggest question. Cause if the stars are, if the stars aren't going to do it, which I think they will with the way they've been playing this series, who's it going to be? Who's going to get the David camp goal that you need in mm-hmm. game seven. Who's going to get that Jason. Might be David camp. Camp. Yeah. Might be David camp. Who knows? <laughs> like I'm, I'm very curious. Who's going to step up. Cause you know, for Tampa, everyone's going to step up. I've got just not a doubt in my mind. That team's going to like it. This isn't 2018 against the Capitals. They're going to show up in game seven and probably play their best hockey of the series. For being honest. Cause I feel like last night was probably their best game of the series. And that's saying something because they came out and won fucking game four so well. And I just think it's because they, when they, you could tell when Tampa wants to, 
they make Toronto their bitch. It's not even funny. It's not even funny. Like, you can tell when Tampa's playing with their food, and they've been playing with their food this entire series, and I think it's time they stop doing that. We'll see. They might play with their food their way out of the series. They almost did last night, so. I, I like. I, I don't know if that's because of fatigue or what. I, I, it's got to be fatigue. Like, there's moments I can tell they're kind of gassed. Like, Vasilevsky doesn't look like the Vasilevsky, like, last year. And that's. I think that's a big thing for Toronto. You're getting goals past Vasilevsky. Like, if – oh, man. I, <laughs> I just you got Vasilevsky at a 900 save percentage. You have to win this series. I'm sorry. This isn't like Carey Price last year. He was shutting you out. No. The goalie's not the problem this year. No, it's just you guys cannot. You just have gotta fucking win. Like, there's no, there's no like thing like, oh, it's gotta be better. Oh, they gotta be better. <laughs> you just gotta go out and win. Can't have those mental lapses, and they've had them the last two years. Like, what? Like the first goal of the game in Game Six, or is that behind the back pass by Kerfoot to no one sets up the oh. law for the first goal? Like, it's stuff like that that teams like Tampa are going to make you pay for. Mm-hmm. And I just, I need to see the Leafs. That's literally. Ready. That's literally like last year, like what what Travis Dermott did last year. Like that's like, in Game Six, yeah, in Game Six, the on the same I, spot on the ice, almost. That's like, immediately the first thing I thought of. It's like Travis Dermott with the spin around pass. I'm like, it's literally that all over again. History repeats itself. Yeah, uh, it should be a good Game Seven. I I would expect probably a low scoring affair, but man. If they lose, and even if they win, I don't Ooh. even know. Like either way, I can't. You can't. This isn't a series where I feel like they can look at themselves and say you lost the series. You still could in a way, but like out of like this series, this is going to be very comparable to that Boston series in 2019 if they lose, because that Boston series they had the same like the same trajectory in the series where they were up, they were up one nothing, they were up two one, yeah. they were up three two going home that in that series and then just lay two eggs. Can't say they've laid an egg yet besides game four, but if they lay, they save that egg, that golden egg for game seven, oh, baby, it's going to be – William Melander will be a Chicago Blackhawk. <laughs> uh, that's the thing. Like, the, 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 this is why I was so excited for this game seven because no matter the outcome, like, either Toronto's going to lose again in game seven or they're finally going to move on in Tampa Bay. The back-to-back Stanley Cup champions are out, so – Exactly. Look at at, yeah, definitely. Um, and that's not even the only game seven on Saturday. Exactly. Um, so LA and Edmonton are are going to seven games. Um, I I, I'm being honest. I really thought they were gonna lose. I thought they were gonna lose game six. I really like. I I don't know. The Kings tied it. I was like, okay, (laughs) here it comes. And then nope, Tyson Berry, the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah. Just looking at the whole series, like just the, the the way after game one went, I'm like, oh boy. And then I saw game two and game three, I'm like, oh, you know what? I think they got the series. And then they lose game four, I'm like, Ugh. and then I lose game five, I'm like, oh damn, I think this this might be over. It's gonna be a tall t- uh, task, tall mountain, tall mountain to climb. Because I cannot talk. And then you look at Darnell Nurse getting a suspension, which is why would you do that? Like that was. It's not even like you can't even meet that like, shit. Yeah, you can't even like look at that situation and be like, oh, that's an accident. No, like that was a hundred percent on purpose. Like <laughs> there's nothing nothing again like going for him. So going into that game, that was huge. The Oilers literally had to win. And they they did. They did. Like McDavid, like their big guys showed up, like McDavid, like he, he just yeah, but dry side, dry side looks hurt. Like I think he got, uh, I forget, 
who hit, like, he kind of got, like, tangled up or whatever, like, hit, like, bang, like, he just doesn't look at 100%, but yet he still, like, got got those assists and fed, uh, fed a Barry on that game-winning goal, but yeah, that, oh, man, I, I would love to go to the Game 7, I saw it, something, it was the first, it's the first time since 1990, which is the last year the Oilers won a cup, that they play Game 7 in Edmonton, I'm like, oh, I, <laughs> the tickets aren't expensive. I keep yeah. saying this, but like, God, man, like a game seven. How are, how often are you going to be able to go to see a game seven? So I'm gonna. I, I've had the privilege of seeing one. It's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> like <laughs> that Capitals Lightning game seven a couple years ago was, like you walk in like there's only there's only been like a handful of times in my life I've walked into an arena and I just felt the atmosphere change and that was one of them. And I got to imagine, is it Rogers Center or Rogers Arena? I don't even know. Rogers is going to be rocking. Because there's so many, because there's like three or four arenas in Canada because they just, Rogers owns everything, which is why they like, they hold the rights for the NHL. Like there's one in Vancouver. And then I think it's Rogers stadium, like in Toronto. Like there's so many, I I can't even keep track of which was, which even the one that I lived in the city. (laughs) Oh yeah. And like, and the craziest part about this series is too, like, I feel like all the pressure is still on Edmonton, even though LA blew a three, two series. Like LA is still playing with house money. Like it's, they have, if they have no, no Drew Doughty this series, Victor Arvison has been a non-factor because he's dealing with like family issues. I'm pretty sure or something or personal issues or something. Like hope everything's good with him. But like, this is, this has been a series of just the Kings youth hanging in there. It reminds me a lot of when the Hawks did this in the bubble. Like, it really does, just as in terms of maybe not in the same regard as, like, the old guys are giving it one last crack at the can, but, like, the young guns are stepping up big when they need them. Like, Trevor Moore's had a great series. I know Grunstrom got the game-tying goal last game. Dursey's been huge stepping up in that role. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very interested to see, because if the Kings can win, they stack up shockingly well to Calgary. Like they stack, they stack up shockingly well to Calgary or Dallas if Dallas forces a game seven tonight because Ottinger's been bananas. But um, man, if we get robbed of Edmonton, Calgary, that's, that's all I want to ask. Gonna be pissed. Oh, God, please give me this. <laughs> Seriously, and that and like also one thing that I I think I pointed out to you last night when we were watching the game. Like that's the first time I think I've seen McDavid hit that second gear in the playoffs. Like, we've seen Kane Taves hit that gear. We've seen Ovechkin and Crosby hit that gear. McDavid hit that fucking gear last night. I've never seen him so hell-bent on making sure they win that game like he was last night. He was I, – w- I don't want to say he was involved in every goal, but he was on the ice for every goal. Like, he he was not losing last night. Dude, no. Like, he, there's, a, there's a close-up of him on the bench as the clock's running out. And he just got daggers in his eyes. And I'm like, yeah, I've never seen McDavid with that mentality before. Because you got to remember, like, five years ago when I lost to Anaheim, he was the dude with his head up between his legs on the bench and dry saddle had to pick him up. No, this isn't the same McDavid. This McDavid's out for fucking blood right now. And I'm very nervous for Jonathan Quick come Saturday. Yeah. And uh, uh, the thing with the Oilers, it's frustrating because they – Mike Smith is so as well as Mike Smith. Like Mike you look Smith. at as at save percentage over the series is like a nine thirty, which I I still don't believe. And it's like he makes he he had a great game last night. He had like the great game in two or three, and like he honestly didn't even play that bad in like the games they lost. It's just like type of goals that he gave up, and. Duncan Keith, oh man, like we're talking about game five. Duncan Keith got absolutely turnstiled by Adrian Kempe. And oh man, like I did, 
the, the Oilers, like, the, we saw in game five, like, they, they really didn't even try, and like, they tried for 10 minutes, and they're able to tie the game up. Like, if they just show up and play a 60-minute effort in game seven, like, I think they got to they gotta win, and they have to win, man. Like, we can't see Connor McDavid just losing in the first round every year and not going anywhere. Like, they got to win. They can beat this team. I know they can. Seriously. And it's going to come. It's the same thing with the Leafs. I feel like we just said, like, we know the stars are going to show up tomorrow. Who's going to take that step? Is Hyman going to step up? Is it going to be uh, Kaylor Yamamoto? Is it going to be Poyarvi finally? Who's it going to be? Like, they need someone else to step up tomorrow. It can't just be McDavid like it was in game six. Even if you, in like, the fact that McDavid did that without having the last change either is incredible because that means he probably was on Deneau or Deneau was on him the whole night. Yeah. And he was unfazed. So, man, like, like you said, though, it's stacking up to be a fun Saturday. With and they, the NHL is not stupid, and they finally allotted the three games seven times. Game instead of playing oh. the ball, same time. Love that. Love that so much. Because they did that one day, and I'm like, why? You were doing so well for once, and now you do yeah, that. Both of them are at seven. It's like, why? Like, <laughs> um. But I guess we could – I don't know if you have anything else to say about this series. But I, figured, I guess we can go into the third game seven that day, yeah. which is the battle of who's going to win on the road. Because <laughs> literally yeah, the home I team's really, won every game. Closing Sorry. notes, yeah, I just really want Edmonton to win. Like, Oh, yeah. I've really felt the buzz. The yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> I've really felt the buzz around the city, which is so awesome, of, like, the Oilers winning and playing. I just – just give them one playoff series win, like – I feel give like, me Calgary, Edmonton, and let them get shit stomped. I don't care. Yeah. I just need to get to that point. You know what I mean? I need to watch that once in my life. Agreed. Just, anyways, yeah, let's get let's get on to the other games that we have. Saturday's gonna be so much fun. Um, Boston, Carolina. So, uh, gee, well, all the all the home game, all the home teams have won each game, and. Carolina really looked like after they won game one and two that they were going to finally like just really step on the throat and exercise the demons because Boston, like we've said so many times, they've just had their number the past few playoffs and Boston give them total credit. They've come back. And not only that, like I think except for game six, like Carolina scored first every game. So they've had to, to really battle back and here they are game seven and I think I think all the pressure's on Carolina. Like they they like they gotta win. Like you can't lose in the first round. Boston, I think there is some pressure on them, but like I, ugh, I, I think most of it's on Carolina right now. Yeah, I honestly, it's just it, it really surprises me how much of a different team Boston is coming from um, like the team they are at home and the team they are in Carolina because it's just night and day the difference in my opinion. Like Carolina, I feel like it's more or less their special teams isn't clicking on the road as well as it is at home. But I mean, we talk about it with Boston all the time. We talk about Carolina all the time. You can't take penalties against these teams because they if you keep giving them chances on the power play, they have too much talent. They will make you pay eventually. And uh, he's been a little quiet the last two games. I'd really like to see Sebastian Otto try to take over this game tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon because, I mean, we talk about it all the time. When your team's down in the series, you need your stars to step up. And Brad Marchand did exactly that last night. Who's going to do that for Carolina on uh, Saturday? Because, like, as much as I love seeing how well their depth scoring is, you can't have Jordan Saul be your savior tomorrow night. You can't. No. You, Svetch, Tara Minen. Aho, Natchez hasn't done a damn thing this series. He might want to get going. Like, 
I'm just saying. Because, like, Ronta right now, Ronta's been pretty solid, I'd say. Like, the goals he let in last night were all tips almost, except for that one Marsh angle, which was a laser. Yeah. Also, Boston getting back Lindholm's huge, and McAvoy is also huge. Um, man, if the Leafs can pull one out of their ass and win, and we can somehow get a Boston-Toronto Eastern Conference, Conference I think final. It, I was going to say, I think it had to be a conference final, yeah. Oh, God, it'd be amazing. Too bad Tampa and what's-his-face are going to win, Carolina. <laughs> um, but – I, I don't know. It's like I, I want to pick Boston so bad because I I kind of I picked them in seven for the series when we did, yeah, did and whatnot. And but it's just like, man, Carolina at home has been a different animal this postseason. And every game they played, if the Carolina like, I I know it's cliche, but whoever scores the first goal in that game is winning because every time it's just been a momentum shifter. If Carolina gets that first goal at home, if Boston can shut the crowd up early, it might be a different story. Because that crowd's rocking in Raleigh, like it's, it's something. I'm, I'm, I'm telling my buddy Chris he should go because he lives like 45 oh, minutes away. I'm like, tickets can't be that expensive, yeah. but you gotta go. Can't be any freaking more expensive than what it is here. And I'd go. <laughs> Barely. Like, Tampa tickets are so cheap. It's crazy. Like I, could pro- I probably could have got tickets last night for less than 100 bucks if I wanted to. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Like. Boston's guys have showed up, like, Brad Marchand's right at the top of points, like, behind McDavid. Like, he has 11, McDavid has 12. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> I care, like, like, Carolina, their top guys need, need to show up. Like, Tony D'Angelo showed up. <laughs> yeah. It's like funny because he got, he like, obviously, what happened in game four. Then game five, he had a good game five. Like, he had a, he had a goal in the system. And then game six, he's on, like, I'm pretty sure he was out on the ice for, like, a few goals against <laughs> Tony D'Angelo experience. Yeah, I was going to say that's the Tony D'Angelo experience. Yes, sir. Oh, man. But, like, Saturday is going to be loaded. And then I guess we could talk about, like, shifting to another series. The One, the, one of the first uh, close – or actually, we have a confirmed second-round series now that the Blues beat the Wild last night. They'll be playing Colorado yeah, again. Yeah, fuck you, St. Louis. I wanted there to be four game sevens. That would have been no, so fuck fun. Dean Everson for putting in Cam Talbot ice cold in game six. Yeah, that looked real good on you when he let in a 45-foot wrister from Nick Letty. Like, holy <laughs> shit. You could just feel, like, the air come out of that team as soon as that goal went in. Oh, God. I, I, I'm i a big Dean Everson shooter, but I was not a fan of that decision. You ride Flurry the whole series, or you, you just you had to ride Talbot game one. That's the way you should have went in that series. It's too late to make that goalie change. Look when look when St. Louis made their goalie change to Bennington. No, somebody earlier in the series, man. You can't do it in game five and expect change. You really can't. You can't. And it's it's frustrating because Kaprizov had such a good playoff. And he had like seven goals. Dude. I mean, you could argue that Flurry wasn't his best either. He wasn't. Oh, but he wasn't. at the same time, go look at the goals that were getting let up. The Blues, I swear to God, probably had like a 35% power play that series. I'm going to look it up. Because every goal I swear this team was scoring was on the power play. At one point, like I got, they got four power play goals in game one. They got two more last night. I'm pretty sure. According to the NHL app, they are 30.8 percent, so pretty close. Over 30 percent. So if you give them three, if you take three penalties in the game, they're going to score in one at least. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about it. They have they have a very deep top nine, and it shows in games like that against a team like Minnesota who, yeah, their depth's good, but it's not the same kind of depth that St. Louis's is. Yeah. Which makes me interested because now St. Louis might. 
dude, thinking of the goaltending, like they're not going to be a pushover like they were last year against Colorado. That's for sure. No. And like Tarasenko looks like a different animal now. Like he's looks O'Reilly too. That's Cairo and Thomas. Cairo's had a great playoff, by the way. He's been stellar. Um, yeah, like you said, like they uh, Tory Krug's out, which I think is or is still out, which is unfortunate. But like St. Louis has a deep enough back end where that's not going to be a problem. Like they, Pareko's been solid. Like I think Scandell is back. They'll be fine. But it's it's interesting now that Minnesota's lost because this was the year they had to win. Like this is the year they had to win before they had that giant debt. They're gonna be paying more than what the Oilers pay Connor McDavid in dead cap. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, dude. That's crazy. And like, thank God they got so many of their core on very team friendly deals. Because like, buddy, if Erickson Eck didn't sign that extension when he did, he probably would ask for like six or seven. I'm just saying. And Hartman's not going to be cheap either, especially since well, he had like Fiala's probably gone. Fiala's gone. Fiala's gone. Like, if the if the Devils didn't move up in the draft lottery, I'm almost confident they would have traded the six overall pick for him. Like, yeah. that's how. Like. Fiala's gone, he's going to be a stud somewhere, and that's besides the point. I don't know where that is exactly because the team – dude, if Fiala could go to, like, Seattle, that would be – Fiala in years, that wouldn't be bad. Dude, like, talk about getting a winger that could just help that team immensely. But um, I don't know. It's just a lot of question marks this offseason coming from many. Goaltending's a question mark. I don't know if Talbot's extended, but – I think he has one more year, and obviously – Yeah. Well, that's good then. And then, you know, like, they're, I, we're going to see some changes come from Minnesota this offseason. Oh, I've yeah. been hearing Matt Dumba's name way too much out of Minnesota. Like, I his name is out there every year, it seems like. It's like, oh. Matt yeah, but Dumba. I'm hearing it way more this year than usual. Because, like, when people are going out of their way to say, like, John Merrill's outperforming you, that's probably a problem. Ooh, that's, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I remember I gave him shit for all those signings. I was like, yeah, your left side's going to be Chex's notes, Dmitry Kulikov, Alex Kologoski, and John Merrill. And... Look how far that got him. Um, no, no offense to like Jonas Brodin and Jared Spurgeon, who are incredible, but it's just like it's not good enough. <laughs> it's not good enough, and like it's probably a wake up call anyway because they would have got thumped by Colorado if they play like that next series. Yeah, but, holy shit. Oh, that would not be good. But um, St. Louis, Colorado is definitely going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it's I not think be a sweep. No, I think St. Louis has a, actually a pretty good chance against them. Like, and I remember when we were doing the pre- the playoff preview, not to, you know, to my own horn here, but I was the only one who chose St. Louis. And I'm like, if they can just get g- decent goaltending, like, I think they won that series and they got just that. Like, they, like, Billy Huso got a show in his first game and then they lost the next two. And then Jordan Bennington comes in and you, you know, as much as I hate Jordan Bennington, hey, he came in there, helped stabilize things. And you look at St. Louis's depth, it really took over, like, O'Reilly's has five goals. I think Tarasenko has five goals. Like, David Perron has five goals. Like, they've – Jordan Kyra's been, like, you know, they're just getting contributions from everyone. Yeah. And that's why I think they stand such a good chance against Colorado because, like, Colorado, we think of them as this very, like, good team. Like, they're incredibly top-heavy. Like, they have decent depth, but, like, I think St. Louis's depth can hang with them. So, like, it's, it's a big thing, again, if, like, Bennington can – did what he did last series – I think St. Louis has like a legitimate chance to beat Colorado. I do. Oh, I agree. Like, I, I, I think that series goes minimum six. Like, I just, I just think, like you said, they, they stack up surprisingly well to Colorado. It's just my thing with them, the difference between them and Colorado is Colorado's got the star talent. Like, they don't have a Kale McCarr. They don't have a Nathan McKinnon. They don't have a Miko Rantanen. Like, yeah. that's 
if if you can somehow contain Kale McCarr and Nathan McKinnon, you might stand a chance that series. Like, look at what Vegas did in uh, twenty or last year. Like yeah. last year, they shut down. They made Nathan McKinnon a non-factor in the last four games of that series. That's how you win. If you can take out McCarr and McKinnon somehow, you you definitely even out the playing field way more. I agree. And I don't mean take them out like being a literally yeah. like I mean just playing good defense and having a game plan. Before anyone twists my words, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I actually I, I know I keep trying to segue, but um, I really want to talk about the Washington series real quick because oh. I got some words. <laughs> I just want to say this: I think Washington's blown that series more than Florida has at this yeah. point. Oh, I literally was about to just say Washington should be in the second round right now. They yeah. should be in the mm-hmm. second round right now because they were an empty netter away from being up three one in game or three one in the series and the, or in the game in game four. Yeah. And then you know right missed the empty net by inches because the guy shot it like 150 feet out like dumbass. And then Reinhardt ties it. Florida wins in overtime. Up three nothing in game five in Florida, taking out the crowd entirely, and just have. I always give Connor crap when he talks about the Capitals. He's like, you know, the Caps will play really well. They'll just have these just mind-melting mental lapses after a like, strand of good play, and it just turns the game on its ass. And I'm sorry, John Carlson fumbling the puck at the blue line oh my God. turned the game on its ass. Patrick Hornquist gets a breakaway. It's 3-2. to two. All hell breaks loose. You should let and Patrick Hornquist get a breakaway. <laughs> God, it's so it, – it was like after that second goal went in, they got war flashbacks to every – like, because I talked to you about this. Washington's one of the biggest chokers in the playoffs this the NHL has ever seen. And we're, we are witnessing it again in this series. Because I'm sorry. I know they're the comeback cats. I know they've done it all year. Washington has handed this series. No, I think that's more. Platter. No, Florida hasn't been that great. Like, I've not been impressed with Florida. Like, that's more Washington handing that to them than Florida, like, actually, like, like actually going hard at them. You know, like. It's so bad. Like. <laughs> I just can't stand it. I can't stand it because then you got people who are blaming the goalie for games like game five. And it's like, yeah, he's totally supposed to stop that two-on-one where your defense is nowhere to be found with Alex Barkoff and Carter Verhage. Like, okay, guys. And like and like you said, Florida hasn't even been good. Bobrovsky's been pedestrian again in the playoffs. Barkoff, I feel like, has been – Barkoff and Huberto have been kind of non-factors for a little yeah, while. Uh... If Carter Verhage's leading your team in points, which, God bless him, he had a five-point game last night. Yeah. That was amazing. Um, or two nights ago. Mm-hmm. It, you're not going to – you shouldn't win a series when Carter Verhage's your leading scorer. And they're going to because Washington is just going to hand this series to him. And I and I want to also point out, I think Ovechkin's playing hurt. There's like – there's no way he's not playing hurt. He looks like a not – he doesn't look – he's not skating with the same power in his strides. Oh. And Noah Ovechkin is just like no Ovechkin at a hundred percent correction is just it's the same thing with Pittsburgh and Crosby, dude. It, you, you it's it changes the series when that generational talent is not running at a hundred percent. When you got your captain and just like the leader of your team going down, it's like it's tough. It's really tough. I mean, shit. Look at the Leafs last year when Tavares got hurt. Like it's tough, dude. It's like, and like you said, it's a leadership thing too. Like if he can't lead the, by example, the way he wants to lead by example, that trickles down the roster in a way. Like, um, like I think you said it best Pierce, like with TJ Oshie's your leading scorer. Like, what are you going to do? Like you, you just need more, you need more. And 
I give him credit because I don't even think anyone expected him to be in the series, but no. like, that credit goes away when you realize that they should probably have the series round. No, they probably they should be on a round two right now, really. Yeah. It's actually insane. And, like, that being said, I still think Washington can win that series. I've not been impressed by Florida. Like, if Washington plays like they did in Game 2 and Game 3, like, I think they can take that. Yeah, It's just, they're they're really, they're having a (laughs) mid-off. They really are having a mid-off. And and whoever wins that Toronto-Tampa series is going to bring them in. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, no matter who comes out of that series, like, even if Toronto makes a pass, I think they'd be, like, if Florida wins and Toronto wins that series, I think Toronto beats them. Oh, 100%. Like, I... That's the thing with the Leafs. Like, just get past this team, and you have a very favorable way to the cup if you could work it out. It's just you got to get past the Goliath in round one, mm-hmm. which seems to always be there per case, but whatever. Um, I, Seven. Dude, yeah. I, I, I just – like, I can't stress enough how not Ovechkin not playing at 100% changes that series. It You can just see it on the ice. And also, like, I just hate that this is how we're going to see teams like that go out. Especially, like, now I'm going to kind of segue into Pittsburgh because Sidney Crosby's got a concussion and probably is out for the rest of the series. And I'm sorry, Sidney Crosby was the best player in this playoff so far before he yeah, got he's hurt. He's really – I'm not even going to say turn back the clock because Crosby's just been so fucking good. So, but like – He just reminded everyone that he's the man still. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's really he's really found another gear compared to other years I've noticed. Oh, seriously. And I think uh, Jay Fresh posted about his five-on-five stats. I think he's played, like, 73 minutes of five-on – Oh, it's yeah. Goals four is like a 75. It's just ridiculous. Like anytime Crosby's on the ice, the Rangers have no answer for him. But they had no answer no. for him. And yeah, I know Pittsburgh. Like, I'm sorry. The Rangers are getting gift wrapped a series win if they don't get this. You're facing Louis fucking Dominion that first of all. <laughs> God like, bless him, but like, come God on. God bless Rangers. Louis Domingue, but that dude was in the AHL for 10 years for a reason. All right. Like should not be playing in the playoffs. You you now get gift wrapped the best player in the world not playing because Jacob Trouba is a fucking sieve. Like, gotta love that. Jacob oh, Trouba giving like, people the fact there, There's nothing. Like, there's not even like a like a nope. hearing after nope. what he did this year. We saw what he as Blackhawks fans what he did to Judar Care. Then literally like the Nathan next McKinnon day, or the next, next game, night, he did Nathan McKinnon and then and then now Sidney Crosby. Like, I don't. Oh man. Head injuries. We love them, right, guys? Like, they're, yeah. so, they're so avoidable until you just don't punish people who do them. It's great. Great. Whatever. Whatever. It, even just a fine. Just something to let the people know that you actually give a shit about the health of the best player this sport has had in 20 years. First of all. Because that's I what's happening. Right he hasn't had concussion issues. Uh, like, yeah, you know? it's, not like, it's not like he's had, like, the prime of his career taken away from concussions or anything. Looks good on you. Bush League. Oh, my God. And, like, don't even get me started on as soon as Crosby got hurt, the Rangers started coming back, and Truba got one of the goals that got him back in the game because, of course, yeah. he did. He's a fucking shithead. Literally, Adam Fox wannabe-looking ass. Jesus Christ, I hate that guy. Overpaid. Oh, oh no. Overrated. Just bum. Making me like Ryan Reeves more than you, jackass. Jesus. At least Ryan Reeves doesn't cheap shot people anymore. Like, oh, my God. Cannot stand that series at all. Especially, like... Oh, it's just bad, dude. It's just bad. Like, the Rangers don't deserve to be in that fucking series, and they are. Like, I hope Pittsburgh closes them out without Crosby tonight. Yeah. It's just, Shesterkin isn't playing like Jesus, and guess no. what? All the flaw, all the fucking flaws are showing now. 
crazy how that works. It's crazy how everyone was saying that all season long. And Rangers fans were like, no, 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 no. You just don't watch the games. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, buddy, I'm watching the games. And guess what? Your stars aren't doing a fucking thing right now. Like, no. holy shit. What is Mika Zibanejad doing? Like, Artemi Panarin. And they're not doing great either. Like, their like, best line to me has been the, the, the kid line. The, kid. the left for near Heedle and uh, Kako. Like, Adam Fox has been their best player, probably, and, like, as he should be. But, like, dude, like, it, you're not going to get a little luck spurt like you did in Game 5 again. No. I promise you that's not happening. In Pittsburgh, where you guys looked like shit the first two games Oof. in Pittsburgh, like, they got smoked both games in Pittsburgh. Don't let that 4-1 comeback crap fool you. Like, they got smoked both games in that series. And I – Dude, I want Malkin to go Super Malkin tonight. I'm so dead. Yeah, that's what, I want... I think, that's what I think is going to happen. Give me Super Malkin. Gensel gets a hat trick and just wrap this shit up. Dude, like, Gensel has seven goals in five. <laughs> Gensel's literally the best goal scorer in the playoffs since the Hawks won their last cup. And he's played 20 last games in Braden Point. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, since Jim Gensel's gotten into the league, he leads the league in playoff goals. 33, so 33 goals and 56 playoff games. <laughs> so good, dude. Like, what the heck? And, like, he's one of those players that you're like, oh, well, surely he can't do that without Crosby. Nope, he's been on, like, all three lines and still scores. It's just no, – yeah. Man, I, how did they find him? Like, what was he – was he an unsigned free agent? Was he a draft pick? Like – He was a draft pick. He was a third-round draft pick in 2013. Holy shit, dude. Like, like we always say, if Connor McDavid had a management group like Pittsburgh did – Imagine how good they would be. Yeah. <laughs> or even Toronto's for that matter, because at least Toronto put stars around their players, or at least players around their players. Um, But, yeah, sorry for going on that rant about the Rangers, but no. I just, oh, it's just not the way I want that series to go to six. The thing is, that's probably been my favorite series to watch, New York and Pittsburgh, which is funny, because coming into the playoffs, I had the least amount of interest in that series. I'm like, holy shit, I was so wrong about that. <laughs> Yeah, it's like we forgot to take into account, uh, yeah, Sidney Crosby, still Sidney Crosby. And mm-hmm. then triple overtime shenanigans. Yeah. We're we, oh, a god. Yeah. And we, uh, and we, I, think we, we, I think we all chose Pittsburgh in the playoff preview. And we, we said, like, if Shesterkin is nothing short of, like, Shesterkin in the regular season, like, they're kind of fucked. Like, yeah. And it's crazy, too, because, like, Pittsburgh's not even getting to the depth scoring right now when you look at it. That's why, like, losing Crosby is going to be so huge because – Guys like I mean Zucker just got back from injury, but like Evan Rodriguez has had a slow start to the series. Like um Casper Kapanen's been better, but like he's not getting on the score sheet. So that's something. Um their defensive depth has been surprisingly really good this postseason. Like Dude, I Mike, didn't realize Mike Sullivan is just uh, like way out coaching Gerard Gallant right now. Yeah, Mike Sullivan has proven that he's a very good coach and he just continues to prove it every game. It's, it's crazy. Mm. Like <sighs> oh, oh to oh to have the management of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Next <laughs> all I think, yeah. If you like the thing with Pittsburgh, if you just keep Prosby and Malkin, you always have a chance and just surround them with decent players, which they have. Yep. I agree. Hundred percent. Yeah. Other game six tonight, Calgary versus Dallas. Which this I think this this is like I think they New- having a goalie off. Yeah, I think New York and Pittsburgh has been my favorite series of the East. I gotta be honest, I think Calgary Dallas has been my favorite series of the West. Like, obviously, there's not the high scoring games 
like like New York or Pittsburgh, but like it's been so close every single game. The goalies have been great. Like it's been, I don't know, I don't know, but I, I really hope Calgary closes out tonight. They should. They're the they're the better team, and that and like I was kind of doubting them when they went down to. I'm like, oh, here we go again. I'm like, Ugh. and then they won. They won game four in the row, which is huge. They t- they tied the series. Johnny Gaudreau finally like that, that's one thing I can't Mickey like Mouse goal for Mickey Mouse play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Johnny Gaudreau hasn't been that bad. Like it's just ugh, I just thing yes, is always Pucks is not going in. Yeah, you just have so much talent. It's like god, why can't you why can't you do this more? And game game 5 was huge for them cuz they were trailing one nothing. I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. Dallas might lock this down completely and then how are, they, how are they going to do in the third period? And then they, they tie the game, and then Maggiapane gets that huge goal-ahead goal. And, like, just the pop in that Calgary cr- crowd and the, the outside, like, oh, that was crazy. And then they got the empty netter, and they won that game. I think I do think Calgary finally closes it out tonight. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I'd say from um, Calgary's perspective is Jacob Markstrom. I feel like isn't getting enough credit for how great he's been this year. <laughs> because he's le- the goalie on the other end has been better than him, but he's still like right up there with him. Like, like they both have like 1.5 goals against this series. It's goofy. And like Jake yes. Ottinger's like goals saved above expected or whatever is like somewhere close to 10 right now, which is yeah. just wild. Um, and like you said, like the Flames kind of cracked the code in game five. They they were having trouble scoring five on five, got those two huge five on five goals from the Majiapani line because like he set up the first goal with the back one. And then um it's man, I just I'm very interested to see what's gonna happen tonight in that game. Because are we gonna get that same Calgary team that kind of just plays it out and sees if their goalie can make enough saves, or are we gonna get this Calgary team that we've seen all year that's finally gonna step on this Dallas team's throat and put them away? Because I mean, we've seen it in the last couple of years. Dallas is not a team that goes away lightly. Like they no. will take your ass to seven and you're going to like it. Like, um, obviously Dallas right now is a one line team. So there's that, but. Dude, they, they even took that line apart. Like they put a raffle up, like Rick bonus. Some of the, the ooh, even in the one game. Stupid challenge. Yeah. The, and like the one, like, I think he scratched Radulov angry off the one game. Like. The only reason they're in that series is as one Jake Ottinger, obviously, and Mira Heiskanen's been great. Like mm-hmm. the structure. Mira Heiskanen's always great in the playoffs. Yeah, like he's been amazing playoff performer every year. Mm-hmm. And like the like the just like the structure Dallas has had there for like the past few years, it's always there. But like just some of the the lineup decision they made, like Dallas, like as much as like we go and get on Calgary for not being able to score goals, like Dallas is probably worse. Like. <laughs> Yeah, no, Calgary or Dallas is more got to be one of the. They've been one of the lowest offensive production teams for a long time now. And it, I, I, at what point do you just not go with system? Like, bonus has been there. I get it. Bonus guy, you do a cup final in the bubble. But guess what? You guys did make the playoffs the next year. And then this year, if it weren't for Jake Ottinger being yeah. the second coming of Christ, you probably wouldn't have made the playoffs either. And Jason Robertson being very fucking good, and Joe Pavelski finding the fountain of youth, like that's the only offense they've gotten. Like Rob Robertson got his first career goal, playoff goal the other night, which is like, cool. But like, it's like yo Ben got... Sagan, wake the fuck up. Yeah, like, why are they paying you nine and a half million? I saw. I think Tyler Sagan scored. I forget which game, but he had like a like a twenty game goal streak in the playoffs or something like that. Well, also you got to remember he didn't score in that Cup final run because he had a bum hip. Remember? No, that so is. He, true. 
he was playing hurt that entire playoff run. So I think he only had like two goals. <laughs> I, I remember that because. Well, I still, remember, man, he's getting paid like close to ten. Getting paid too much to not be scoring. That's, him that's and him sure. and Ben both, yeah, like. Ben's a sip. We knew that. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He doesn't listen. He's going down one way or another, even if he doesn't like to. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so, so I just want to compare how good Jacob Markstrom and Jake Ottinger have been. So Jacob Markstrom has a shutout, one point two one goals against average, and a nine fifty two percentage. <laughs> No one's talking about it either. No yeah, one's talking because, about it. Because Jake Under has a 163 goals against average one shot and a 956 save percentage. And they each got a shutout. Like, yeah. It's, oh, it's not fair, man. It's not fair how good the goaltending is. And I've been a Jake Ottinger truther since he got drafted. Got drafted with the pick the Hawks used to trade down. We're not yeah. going to talk about that. But, um, yeah, I, I remember my Dallas buddies, they were always just like, oh, I don't know about this Ottinger kid. I was like, buddy, he's been a stud at BU. He's going to be just, just give it time. He's a goalie. He's going to break out soon. And then, like, this year, I, I remember I was so disappointed when they brought out – they signed Holpe because I was like, they got four goalies on the roster. Yeah, Where is he going to play? Eventually mm-hmm. retired. They still got Kudobin, yeah, but – Kudobin fell off a cliff. I don't know what happened to him, but he'll, he'll probably be the next Blackhawks goalie at this rate. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Robin Leonard. Buddy. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, you're right. You're right. We are getting Leonard. For uh who's gonna be, oh for Dimitri Osipov. That's who it's gonna be for this time. <laughs> Which, minor, Which minor leaguer are they gonna get this time? <laughs> oh god. And they then, literally like, play they literally use run the NHL like an, an like a video game. Like they're just like, oh, need to dump a contract, just give us a seven. <laughs> like Please no one help Vegas. Let them suffer this offseason. <laughs> yeah, give us Leonard. If you want, give us Leonard. You got to give us one of your Give us Leonard and Brisson because Leonard's got yeah. a big cap. <laughs> but don't worry. We'll give you, like, Henrik Borgstrom. <laughs> yeah, Henrik Borgstrom. <laughs> they should sign Dylan Secura. That way they have a cheap 60-point player. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe <laughs> because apparently he's been getting scratched in Rockford. Yeah, Bodan's been stinky this year, according to Wally. So <laughs> stinky, stank. Yeah. Oh, Reichel scored again last night yeah. too, which is Rockford kind of got destroyed by Chicago. Those Chicago. Yeah, Chicago's yeah. pretty good though. So. But they're like they've consistently been one of the best AHL teams. So. Well, yeah, they always get the most stacked prospect pool. I feel like they went from like St. Louis to Carolina to Vegas at one point. It was like, okay, yeah. just a bunch of good players everywhere. That's fine. Um, but I, I mean. Rockford's they're they're going they're going it's only game one they got Maybe. Time. yeah but it's a best of five though so gotta gotta win that next game gotta win next game but I'm pretty sure they're on the road right now so they'll get two games at home which will be huge potentially yeah. but yeah. um yeah just like, just like young guns young guns are getting their time that's guns are gunning with Colton Doc and Nolan Allen down there let's go baby playing <laughs> but yeah. Uh, they're getting to basket all in watching from the press box, I think. Heck yeah, brother. Heck yeah, brother. Oh, um, man. Sorry, I'm just, like, looking at the playoff stats right now and, like, forgot that Seth Jarvis was doing a thing. Oh, Seth Jarvis has been great for Carolina. Mike Matheson is top in playoff assists. I love that. <laughs> He's, got He's got more than Victor Hedman and Mitch Marner, my playoff performer. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Like, I'm just, like, looking at all these playoff stats. Like, McDavid's got 12 points in six games. Like, <laughs> Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Evander Kane has nine goals, I'm pretty sure. Seven, no, goals, seven, seven goals, nine points, yeah. yeah. 
Also, I'd hate if Andrew came, but that was a good celebration on the empty netter. Just fucking puts the seven up on him. <laughs> He's like, I'll see y'all tomorrow. <laughs> no, I, I think it's like, I'll I, see you at your court case for bankruptcy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna be a giant piece of shit, I mean, I guess just. Oh, own it up. Shit. Yeah, like, I'm surprised D'Angelo doesn't yeah. do it yet. Mm. Just play the villain. Like, literally, Tony D'Angelo is the drill meme of like, I am not owned. I am not owned. And please don't put in the newspaper that I'm mad. Seriously. Put it on my parlor, parlor or whatever oh my it's called. Ugh. But yeah, first round has not been disappointing. Let's just no, it that. hasn't. And I think my, and I was like, I remember the last podcast. I'm like, oh, there's not enough close games. And I'm like, no, but there there has been, and also like the series. It's close stuff. series, yeah. and it's and and let's be honest, a lot of these series have just been teams trading blows, like mm-hmm. Washington, Toronto, Boston. Like uh, for minutes, Minnesota and St. Louis were trading blows. Like, yeah, St. Louis. LA and Ed- Edmonton are like it's. Yeah. I'm very curious to see who like if one team can just step up and win a get a little streak going, winning a couple games in a row. I mean, obviously the Rangers yeah. have to if they want to win, but. Mm-hmm. Hey, they've come come back from three one down against Pittsburgh once before, and also Washington and. Yeah, the coast of Marty St. Louis isn't here to save them this time. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, like the only series that we all like, we all expected what was going to happen. Like Nashville just or got destroyed by Colorado. Well, I mean, when Soros is out, the whole series like <laughs> they even win a game with Soros in that. Maybe. Maybe maybe that game two. They but... did go to overtime game two, and it was close yeah. game three. But but even then with Soros, I don't even know if they get past five. Yeah, because their forwards looked like shit. Tanner no is Tanner. More like Tanner Janot show, am I right? Get him. Get his ass. And fucking check off Trennan and Philip. I get one point in the playoffs, Forsberg, and I'm going to get paid 10 oh, for it. Did you see that that video of him where he's, like, doing, like, his laps, like, laps around the ice when they lost? And, like, doing he's gone. His, ben, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gone. He's gone. And once again, it's another – if he's gone, it's another case where I stare at David Poyle and go, what the fuck are you doing at GM? Why didn't you trade him or why didn't you extend him? Because, like, I think if if we knew he was staying still, he, like, he obviously would have been extended. Would have been extended. Uh, like, like Pierce, what do you always say? Should have get off the pot. Like, just yeah. – you got to do that with these players. You extended that home, which made sense if you were going to keep him. Got to extend him. Not the thing I would have done, but, hey, at least he made a decision. Yeah, he did something. All right. Yeah, at least Matthew Shane and Ryan Johansson don't look like fucking albatrosses anymore. Well, Ryan Johansson still might, but Shane actually counts decent this year. next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> next, Shane's going to have seven goals next year. It's going to be great. Soros is too good for their own good. Like, he's going to keep them from being a rebuilding team, which is what they should probably be doing right now. I just don't get what they're doing anyway, because, like, they have Soros locked up, and then Askarov's going to come up. So it's like, are you just going to have Eskarov as a backup 1B until the five-year extension is done? Or are you planning on moving Soros at some point? I think to you Chicago, get a return, baby. Dude, you could get a good return for Soros if you're looking for, um, like, to start a rebuild. That's how you start it, is moving UC Soros. And you get probably a first plus, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. But, yeah. Um... Don't think there's too much more to add. Uh, yeah, so three game sevens tomorrow. Uh, if only there was only four. Fuck you, St. Louis. But I mean, 
least my at least my prediction stands true. I think we I think we touched on all the series. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Perfect. <laughs> Fucking Nikita Kutras having his Patrick Kane moment. Eight points and a minus five. <laughs> what many goals does he have? He, I think he only has like two. Two. Well, he's got the one that matters last night. <laughs> Mickey, but albeit Mickey Mouse fraudulent on a five on three. Mickey Mouse player, what do you expect? <laughs> he's, no yeah, Brandon, he's no Brandon Hagel, if we're being honest. Did you Brandon Hagel missed a wide open? <laughs> yeah, but then he got the game-winning assist, so who cares? That is true. <laughs> he got the game-winning assist by out-hustling Mitch Marner. Where have I seen this before? <laughs> All right. So, yeah, it's going to it's gonna be – well, tonight's going to be a good night of hockey because it's the Rangers-Penguins. They can close that out. Well, Pittsburgh can. Uh, Florida, Washington, Florida can close that out, and then Calgary, Florida. Dallas, Calgary can close that out. So we could see three uh, series clinch tonight, or we could see three games go to a game seven, and then we have three games on uh, Sunday that go to game seven. I got a feeling Washington's going to seven tonight. I got a feeling Washington's going seven, and I'm gonna be honest. I think Calgary's gonna shoot the bed, and that game's going seven because <laughs> Ottinger's just gonna shut the door. I don't. Unless Ottinger, you know, it might be like last year what happened to uh, the Panthers in game six, and Ottinger just cracks like Spencer Knight did and just finally lets in four. But I just don't see that happening. So. Either way, it's going to be it's gonna be a super close one. And it's funny because, like, I stopped – like, when I believed in Calgary, they lost. And then when I stopped believing them, they lost. And now I'm believing in them again. Now they're going to lose again. So that wouldn't surprise me at all if that happened. What's <laughs> the opposite of what Pierce's agenda is? We'll be sure to hit that. <laughs> Oh, Dude, geez. all I want to see is Edmonton Calgary. It's not too much to ask for. Dude, there's a lot of series that we could see that would be fun in round two. Like we could still see Tampa, Florida, round two. Still see Tampa, Florida. You could still see. Well, we're gonna see Colorado, St. Louis, which is gonna be great. Yeah. Um, you could see a world where it's like L.A. Dallas, and it's just an absolute like, what the fuck are we doing here? Series. No, like, oh, no. I don't. <laughs> you could get like. I mean, honestly, if you get like Boston, New York or Boston, Pittsburgh or Carolina, New York, that'll be nasty. Carolina, Pittsburgh, like all those those four teams, they all play really well against each other. So whoever comes out in the second round, that's going to be a bloodbath. I just hope it's the team. As much as I love Pittsburgh, it's uh, I, they're not going to win shit in round two with the fucking Louis Domingue. Um, <laughs> so, no matter who they face, if Pittsburgh moves on and they face Boston or Carolina, I think both those teams got them. Also, Boston, another series where they put the wrong or the right goalie in almost too late. Like, mm-hmm. Swayman should have been they starting just in time, but yeah, it would have been nice if they had Swayman in for game one or two or both. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's once again, though, it's going to be fun hockey. That's for sure. Hell yeah, brother. Anyways, thank you for tuning in to this latest episode of the PJ's cast. Enjoy your Friday the 13th. Be sure to listen to that new Kendrick Lamar album that came out. I haven't listened to it yet. Still Be sure to leave that album and our podcast a five-star rating. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. I can't believe the same day Kendrick Lamar album dropped and the PJ's cast episode dropped. Yo! Let's go! <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Thank you for tuning in. And enjoy your Friday, y'all. Peace out.